Hello, welcome back to Surrey Voices, the podcast from Surrey Choices. Surrey Choices is an organisation in Surrey which supports people with learning disabilities, special educational needs and more. Find out more about what we do on our website. The link is in the show notes. One of the things we do is this podcast. It's one of our vocational projects to help us give people confidence, skills and experience. And this month, I am your host, David Lance. Today, we are talking about men's mental health. I myself have had personal experience with this. Sometimes in the morning, waking up can feel like abruptly being showered upon with freezing cold water before being taken out to somewhere uninviting. In this episode, we're visiting Surrey Choice's Men's Shed to find out what goes on in there. We are also talking to Mike, a Men's Shed ambassador. Stick around for another exciting Choice's Voices. Dan asks Martin about the coronation, and Jack tells us who goes above and beyond for him. But first, Nadine heard our episode about autism and gave us a call. So autism, as we know, is a neurological condition, and um, everybody with autism is different. Angus was 10 when he was diagnosed with autism. He has difficulties with social communication and interaction. For example, understanding body language and understanding, he can understand concrete language, but not like metaphors, for example. Um, he also has anxiety and depression and ADHD. He doesn't like crowded places. He needs help with daily living tasks, for example, cooking and shopping. He needs help when he goes out into the community. Uh, he needs to know what you'll be, he'll be doing on a daily and a weekly basis. Very much likes routine. He's a very polite, caring and kind young man. He likes listening to music, watching sport, music videos and nature programs on TV. And he likes maths and computers and golf. He started playing golf when he was six, and he used to play in tournaments for Surrey Special Olympics. He really enjoys it, and it's very good for him to get some exercise and get out into the nice fresh air. He has a fantastic memory. He often amazes me with things that he can remember from when he was very, very young. You see, it's such a vast spectrum, and all autistic people have different... um, aspects to them, um, different weaknesses, strengths, they're all different. You have to have patience and just uh, be thankful for every good thing that happens. Okay, thanks, bye-bye. Thanks for getting in touch, Nadine. Now, you can find men's sheds all over. Where did this idea come from? What do the men get up to? And what do they get out of it? Adam talked to Men's Shed Ambassador Mike Magne from the UK Men's Shed Association. We're talking to Mike Magne, is that right? That's right. And uh, Mike, you're a Shed Ambassador. So what does that involve? Well, it's pretty much a dual role. 
it's partly about representing the association with the outside world, spreading the word, if you like, uh, talking about shedding and its benefit to others, talks like this. But uh, I also work internally, um, liaising between sheds, especially in my local area, and giving information, assistance where possible. It's uh, sort of glue pulling sheds together, spreading good practice and um, sharing information. And there's ambassadors for pretty much every county. Uh, it's expanding quite quickly. It might be a personal question, but is there any, what was it that attracted you yourself to, to this, uh, the concept of uh, doing this, taking on this role? Taking on the role, I'd had previous experience in, um, well, actually, advocacy work, uh, advocate for people in various forms of difficulty. And I, and I like the interpersonal aspects of it. And I felt this, what the Sheds Association is trying to do is so important. And I saw the need for bringing it together. It just seemed the thing to do. I've been involved with shedding for about four years now, having been integral in, in setting up a shed. And yeah, I, I want more to enjoy. So are you able to tell us how the idea of the men's shed came about and how many there are across the country? Yeah, sure. Um, it all started in Australia. Um, it was about the 80s, I think, and there was a few groups set up. There were mainly uh, retired workers getting together. Um, Australia's a particularly blokey culture, and they missed that relationship they had whilst at work. Uh, and then academia, and to a certain extent social workers, found out about them and started promoting them because they, they saw the benefits uh, especially to what we now call men's mental health. But, um, yeah, the social aspects. And it's spread across the world, largely by word of mouth. Um, there's around 600 in the UK, another 170 or so in formation, because it takes a while to set them up. Uh, and they're in many of the countries, largely the English-speaking world, uh, Canada, some in America, it's just starting there, but other countries too. It's a worldwide movement. Right. So if you were to go to a men's shed, maybe there is no such thing as a typical men's shed, but what would you most likely find there? Well, you'll see a group of people engaged in largely making things. Um, most are principally involved in woodwork. It's a easy entry. People understand it. Um, but there's often a wide range of activities. You, you name it. It largely follows the interests of the members, the shedders themselves. What you always find is enthusiasm and um, camaraderie, which is, of course, the main point of the shed, men getting together, talking about blokey-type things. And are there any um, projects in particular that you thought have gone well? Like, I know that uh, people have made bird boxes in one of the groups that I know. Is there anything that comes to mind as a, a good project, something to be proud of? Yeah, it's. I mean, sheds do have often a, a base activity of, well, bird boxes are a very popular one, <laughs> probably the most popular, but many get involved in community projects of assorted sizes. Um, my local one has made um, things like benches for the, for the playground and, um, you know, things that parish council would like but can't justify the cost of. A lot of trade companies are very keen to donate what to them as surplus equipment um, and materials. That 
involves teamwork because you have to plan what it is you're going to make and then a team will form that they are interested in doing it and off it goes. So what do you think, you may have already kind of explained this in some way because you talked about the camaraderie, um, but what do you think it is about the men's shed that is, is very good for, for men's mental health in particular? I think it largely it replicates if you like, men's life experiences. Uh, many friendships come from a work environment, which disappears on retirement or even working from home these days. Um, men tend to have a task-based relationship with others. Uh, and there's little other provision for this. It's, it's I mean, the watchword of the, of the association is men talk shoulder to shoulder. If they're engaged in a common task, they will open up and talk. And I, it's quite surprising how open men will become in the right environment. They talk about things that you wouldn't, they wouldn't themselves think they would ever talk about. Uh, and talking about it is the first stage of understanding and doing something about it. I see. And you're part of the Men's Shared Association. How, how long has that existed? And what do they do in particular to help along this mission? It was in the mid-2000s that it, it, it formed. Um, it's, as well as making people aware of the sheds and the benefits and promoting it um, wherever they can, it, it also helps with the formation. Uh, it can be quite a hurdle to, to start a shed, starting from scratch, finding premise, premises being the hard bit, then equipment and getting the word out, getting people to join. Um, it also adds weight to those forming a shed. Um, it, it gives heft, if you like, to the views of, of people and, and makes it seem, yeah, this, this can be done. It has been done. Um, and it represents the needs of shedders to the public and others, which um, otherwise wouldn't be there. So if there was someone listening and they thought, oh, one of these would be great in our community, they can contact the Men's Shed Association and get a little advice and things like that? They can indeed. Uh, they have quite a large store of, of helpful documentation on how you form a, uh, how do you form any club, the, the steps you take, uh, what you need to get people on board. But also um, they will almost certainly put a, a group in touch with a local ambassador who can visit with them, will have been through the process themselves almost inevitably and experienced many other sheds and how they've got started and can share that information. Largely encouragement and information. Yes, it can be done. These are the hurdles. Here are ways people have um, surmounted them. Great. All right, well, Mike, pretty much come to the end. Is there anything you want to add? Um, I think one of the first things you learn is uh, how different sheds are from each other. There's no formula for this. Um, they're all organized differently, different activities, times, methods, routines. Some are quite formal and organized. Others just turn up and do what you want. But they all work because they're based on the wants and needs of their own shedders. Well, probably best described as organic in nature, the way they form. It's very much a, a groundswell movement. And I would recommend anyone to, to go along to the local shed and just, just experience it. Well, that's great. Well, thanks for, thanks for talking to me, Mike. You're very welcome. Good to spread the word. <laughs> yeah, and to many, 
many more years of happy shedding. Thank you very much indeed. Cheers. Bye for now. Thanks, Mike, for coming onto the show. There are many men's sheds across the country, and one of them is in Caterham. Our colleague, Katie, went along to meet the men. She started by asking Nigel, who often comes along to the shed. It's like the older generation, not necessarily, but yeah. the older generation may be on their own or, wanna, or retired uh, or widowed or whatever, mm-hmm. to, to join with other, other blokes to have a chat, yeah. coffee, something to eat, yeah. uh, make things, repair stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get commissioned to do mm-hmm. things. It's just general get-together, social thing, and it can vary between sort of half day a week to five days a week, depending on where the centre is, really, yeah. that's doing it. Yeah. And it's just a very social thing for blokes, really. You know? Yeah. So do you think it's important to get these men out of their houses to, uh, to do Well, I think it's important. That's entirely up to them, really. <laughs> but but I, I would say um, it's a way of uh, networking, social yeah. networking. Yeah. Because, you know, you can meet friends. We, we do stuff that's outside of the shed. We might, at uh, Christmas, go to a dinner oh, okay. or something like that. We might have a barbecue mm-hmm. or we might meet a guard centre for yeah. coffee or something like that. Yeah. Or uh, you make sort of friends that way. And it's just a way of networking further in your social circle, yeah. which I think is important. Yeah. If you find yourself on your own, or if you don't find yourself on your own, you might find yourself retired at home mm-hmm. and uh, your other half is, is saying, <laughs> you need to get out getting under my feet sort of thing um but yeah it's primarily it is it is woodwork that uh, we sort of do but okay. there, there's no stopping it i, I don't know other centers what they do so do you think that men and sheds has helped you or how has it helped you well I, I retired about four or five years ago and um, i was looking around i was already doing some volunteering work to sort of keep myself busy and my friend was working at this particular establishment and said oh they've got men and sheds so i came along and sort of start to get involved and uh, and that's how it is. Has it helped me? Yeah, because it obviously it's part of the day mm-hmm. and uh, I can look forward to it. Maybe if I've got no structure, it does you a little bit of structure to the day as well, which I think is quite important if you're not working. Yeah. You know, whether it's volunteering or whatever you're yeah. doing, it's, yeah. it's, it's a way of socialising yeah. and, and that. So so from it's part of my week. Yeah. I do other things, but it's yeah. part of my week. Yeah. So from that point of view, yeah. yes. So we have I think when you've had a routine, to go to nothing yeah. is that's quite harmful yeah, on, on yeah. every level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so oh. yeah, that's, that's quite good. So that doesn't so on that point. What was the other part of your question? Um. Uh, regarding that, yeah, it's again. I think it's just important for anybody really to socialise. That if people don't want to do that, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's a very individual thing. Yeah. Um, it's um, I know sort of people who really struggle with retirement. Yes. You know and. Yes. Um, so I retired four or five years. I'm quite a busy person, so mm-hmm. I was quite busy. But it's it does take a bit of courage to sort of just say launch yourself out there and join clubs, um, yeah. and or whether it's many sheds or whatever it is. Yeah. So so yes, I think it's important the socialising. It's easy to slip into something got depression and stuff like that and anxiety. So I think to be around people can give you a lift. It's not a be all and end all things, but it, it's a part of. Um, probably dealing with retirement and dealing with loneliness and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's um, from me, my perspective, it's a part of my week. Yeah. 
I yeah. come here and I meet the blokes, we have yeah. a laugh, <laughs> eat too much, drink too much coffee, uh, stuff like that. So Eat too much cake. <laughs> eat too much cake, when we get it, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, there is a, it's like, but it's like anything, any, yeah. any social occasion, it's very important, yeah. I think, to join with other people. Not everybody wants to do that, and yeah. I, I know I, would, I stress that, but it's, it's out there. And yeah, you do have to sort of make an effort from within to go out there and do things. I'm, yeah. I'm probably speaking particularly who men go on their own and yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. But if you choose to retire, it's a way of being part of your week to go somewhere to network. It's like anything; it takes a long time to, to not take a long time, but it, it takes a while to to uh, uh, make relationships yes. with, with, with yeah. the yeah. other people and yeah. blokes in the group or whatever. Yeah. But there's a, it's a long term, but it, but it, it can work. I mean, there are, we do things out, let's say we do things outside of the shed, you know. So mm-hmm. We see each other, we'll go for coffee. Oh, good. So you socialise, yeah. It's outside of that. Yeah. But yeah. I, my, my main emphasis is you still have to work at it. You have to put yourself out there. Yeah. That initial part. Yes. You know. So it's helped you with being sociable and yeah. your mental health yeah. and getting you I'm out. I'm annoyingly sociable. Yeah. <laughs> Great to hear from the men in the shed. Mental Health Awareness Week was 15th to 21st of May, so Kerry caught up with our Future Choices team to discuss men's mental health. Hi, I'm James, and today we want to talk about men's mental health. Hi, I'm Jack. Hi, I'm Jack Forfoot. I'm Brandon. Talking about men's mental health, Men's mental health isn't spoken about enough. Sometimes people can think talking about it gives more power to the bad feeling and it makes you feel more down and you won't be seen as manly. Men can sometimes feel they have to be strong and just get on with it. It can make men feel more isolated and alone. But talking about them can help get it up your chest. It's somewhere getting bullied normally. That bully isn't feeling dirt about themselves. These are some things that men might have heard if they're trying to talk about how they're feeling. He's sensitive. Men should talk about their feelings because they will think that they are seen as being weaker. What can people do to break down stigma? You can encourage friends to talk or your family to talk. You can check in with your best friend. So what do I do if I had a stressful day is I normally just go to the gym, put my running playlist on and run because I just switch off and focus when I get running. I like to play game on the computer. Make me feel calm. What I do to keep myself busy and my mind active is going to the football match. Just the atmosphere, really. I like being a part of the crowd and, yeah, and just enjoy myself and have a good time, really. Thank you for listening to a chat about our men's mental health. I hope you can learn something from our chat today and wanting to talk about it. Just keep talking. Bye from Jack. Bye from James. Thank you for your opinions about mental health. In my experience, making it through the day sometimes feels like being out at sea on a yacht and 
trying to use my body to keep the whole boat afloat whilst having to battle with the wind and the rain and even the sail. Now it's time for one of our regular features, Choices Voices, and this month it's about the coronation. Today I'm interviewing Martin about the coronation. Martin, did you watch your coronation? I didn't, but my family did watch it. Okay, what was their favourite part of the coronation? I think their favourite part of the coronation was was watching the, the whole ceremony, I think. But, but I wasn't there to watch it as I was so busy doing other things, so yeah. Okay. What changes do you think will happen to the royal family? I think further down the line, Prince William and and Kate will be the, the next king and queen going forward, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Do you like Charles and Camilla? Uh, it's too early to say because I don't know what they like as the king and queen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you like Harry and Meghan? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Who, who does like them? So, do you like Harry and Meghan? Um, yes and no. I like, I like Meghan as a person because she's, she's, what she's done with her life before she married Harry was great as an actress but i just i just think she influences him a bit like with the book she she told him what to write and with the with the oprah wimpy interview as well yeah yeah i heard about that so do you like king charles and, and, and queen camilla definitely not definitely not why because i just think I just think it's all for show. I don't think they're real royalty. I think they're just like uh, Donald Trump and Melania Trump. Yeah, I think so too, really. But but it is what it is. Yeah, and it's a bit too. Uh, it's a bit early to say what yeah. changes are going to happen. So, what, what was your favorite bit of the coronation when it ended? Yeah, I think I, I think that's some effort for a bit, really. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Dan, for for, for interviewing me, and I, and I look forward to to talking to you soon. Okie dokie. Now, through all the ups and downs in life, some people are always there to lend a hand. That's why we like to give a shout out to those who go above and beyond. So the people who go above and beyond for me are Tiago because he's my PA, Darren because he helps me to get jobs, and my family for everyday life. We are coming to the end of this month's episode. If you are affected by any of the topics we talked about, you can contact the Samaritans at 116123. To play us out, let's have a listen to what's been going on at Choices Waves our in-house radio station. Everywhere. Choices Waves.
digital voice of sorry choices. Good afternoon, my name is Aduze Matty and I'm on Georgia's Rage. And we've got Queen and it's Bahamian Rosalie. Hello everybody, welcome to a New York show because on Monday I'm off to New York, yay! This is Mother Betzer, Stunt and Stunts for. Smashed it, well done, yeah. really good. It's the end of the show. Oh, we're doing. I'm doing Jordan. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Surrey Voices. You can get in Thanks to Mike Magnay from the Men's Shed Association and Rachel Meadows for helping arrange it. Thanks to the Future Choices team for their thoughts on men's mental health. Also, Jackie and Katie for getting in touch from Surrey Choices, Men's Shed, and Nigel, our man in the shed. I've been your host, David Lance, and until next time, take good care.